Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to talk about something that isn't exactly a good thing for the Titans. But man, we got we to gotta talk about Isaiah Wilson and just this is a saga that continues to not bode well for really either party and Isaiah's future with this team is very much in question. But we will get into all that here in just a minute. But before we get started, I want to ask, do you believe? Believe in Titans is presented by BetOnline.ag. And football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is at BetOnline.ag. i got a couple of NHL games I'm hoping go in my favor tonight, Denard, but we will see how that plays out. But BetOnline, they even cover awards. TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine, and of course, the 24-hour online casino. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. D, before we get into talking about Isaiah Wilson, man, are you having a good day? Did you have a good weekend? I had a great weekend. I mean, the weather's cleared up. It's beautiful down here in Dallas. So uh, these last few days have been awesome. The weather's great. Uh, Everything is running smoothly again. Everything seems to be back to normal, buddy. So right now I'm really excited, really excited about the the week to come as well. Good to hear, man. Yeah, it's weather's definitely doing better than last week. That's for sure. Where the weather isn't so fair, though, Denard, I, I, I kind of have to just go ahead and segue right into it. But uh, as it relates to offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson, the Titans, first-round pick in the 2020 NFL draft. The other night, he tweeted out, which quickly was deleted, need I mind you, quote, I'm done with football as a Titan, dot, dot, dot. No further comment. Yeah. That's Not terrible. Good. <laughs> uh, this, I mean, th- this is a guy that, to no one's surprise, I, I will be honest, the, the best thing I saw about that tweet uh, were the responses. Yeah. Uh, basically. Very harsh. <laughs> yeah, they were harsh. Uh, Deservingly like, so. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, you're done as a Titan, and almost 90% of the responses before the tweet was deleted was, well, when did you start? Exactly. I mean, like, you can't be done when you don't start. Like, it's just, it, it, you, you look at that, he recorded... Four sacks, or not four sacks, good Lord, no. Uh, we need we need sacks. He yeah. recorded four snaps last season. When you're so bad, you can't even get on the field as a first-round talent, supposedly. you got to have to kind of really question that now. But it's just problematic. Denard, walk, walk me through this, man. Like, how should I be feeling? What do you expect to happen? It's uh, I mean, it's just not a good situation all around. Oh, it's good. What do you mean? It's terrible. I mean, absolutely, just absolutely de- deplorable behavior by this young man. And when I use the word deplorable, I'm being very nice because I would like to use another word, but I can't on the radio because I've I've defended this guy. You've been very critical, and you should have. And everything that you said has it has surfaced. 
And I'm, I was very optimistic and you was, you kept telling me, Denard, you know, this is what's going to happen with him. This is what's going to happen. And I continue to combat you all year on this. And yet he's let me down uh, because I'm the kind of guy that I give you the benefit of the doubt. And after this tweet, why do people tweet is what I want to know. What happened uh, in the olden days when a guy would just come right to you, lick you in the face and say, coach, I'm done. Why is everything is done by a tweet now? Why is it that I got to learn about, you know, sometimes things happening happening over Twitter rather than a person lives maybe right next door to me? You could have walked right over to, you know. You just, you just let door. everybody know all at once, D. You just How mad, man. Let, hey, I'm baby. people know at one time. All right, sin. Davey, you know what? I know, but you know what, man? There's there's certain ways you do things and there's certain ways you don't. And basically to tweet and to not even mention that you were done with football to your general manager, to the people that picked you 29th overall, basically they were looking for you to come in and to contribute, to be a main uh, part of this team, this unit, especially the offensive line. And it just it makes me mad because listen this this is kind of personal to me because there's one thing that I really can't stand is to watch a young man throw away god given talent and it just it irks me as an individual that feels it's like you for instance I don't want to keep rambling on you you went to law school you know that's a gift you know I, I don't know if you know that or not but that is a gift it it just it tells me how dedicated you are as a student it tells me number one how smart you are but you're you're basically using a gift that so many people they don't have that they don't have that quality they don't have that ability to finish like you've uh, been able to do and to see a young man who's six six three fifty one taken in the first round do you know how many young men out there would love to be in his position and to see a young man that's throwing that away, it just, it bothers me. And I got a, a deep, I feel like a deep cut inside of me right now, Danny. Yeah. Well, Denard, first off, I want to say I appreciate the kind words. And I would like to reciprocate that back to you because, I mean, and and I know you know exactly what this is like because you reached the pinnacle. You got to play at the highest level of football that, as you mentioned, so many people would love to be in his shoes. And, and so whenever you spend so much time to eventually reach that level and then when you're in Isaiah's situation and you have this opportunity presented before your before himself to not only better his life better his family's life and it's not just necessarily for this generation like I mean if you're a standout and you have that that great rookie uh, not rookie but that first contract and you get that second one I mean you're you're set and He's basically throwing that away. We'll get into the contract details here in a minute as it relates to what could possibly happen. Now, I will say that the tweet was deleted very quickly, uh, but at the same time, it doesn't matter. I mean, we, we know what this is like. General Manager John Robinson spoke to the situation regarding Isaiah Wilson's future a couple of weeks ago, and he said it was on Isaiah to determine whether or not he wanted to play for this team. And based off of a comment like that, he's letting us know pretty pretty blatantly how he feels. And again, this is just speculation, but probably what happened was, I'm not going to lie, man, he was probably either intoxicated and just decided, you know what, I'm fed up about something outside of whatever's going on football-related, and I just don't want to deal with it, so I'm just going to take out my frustrations. I've seen a lot of people that are 
young adults that do that, and it's it's one of those things to where it's like you will look back on the situation, and there's no doubt in my mind I think he's going to regret how he ultimately handled it just because he's going to suffer because of it. I don't see how he really ends up in a better situation for how he's handled this. I mean, D, if we go back, we look at his, his first season, I mean, he almost had as many run-ins with the law that he did playing snaps. Like, that's that's ridiculous. So, he ended the season suspended. Like, you just, you have a guy that you spend so much capital on when you're looking at it from a draft standpoint. And, and even if you want to get outside of that, just trying to help this guy do better in life. And and right now, for whatever reason, something's not clicking and it's it's not working out. And... I mean, as we've we've talked about, like I, I don't expect to ever see him take another snap in a Tennessee uniform. Could be wrong, but I mean the way things the trajectory of where things are going, it's it's not looking pretty for that relationship. And I mean, this is It's an, Well, it isn't like we were talking on the radio the other day about how this is a I, I can't think of a bigger bust that the Titans have ever drafted. But the question doesn't go to that. I mean, like, is this... I'm trying to just think of first-round talents that never even see the field. Like, because that's how rare that is, you know? Like, to where they don't even play. And I, I can't I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Does any, anybody come to your mind of, like, a guy that you remember getting drafted in the first round and just never played football? No, no, but I'll I'll say this, and, and let me just... Let, let me... Um say a few words right now. I'm going to give you a few names uh, because, and I told you this earlier, uh, as I alluded to in about uh, about four podcasts ago, that this is a lot deeper than um, a guy who is dealing with uh, alcoholism or whatever it is. This is, this is um, something very deep in his life. And, you know, it really touches me because if you're the Titans right now, you have given this young man every chance, every opportunity to atone for his mistakes. Most guys in his situation would have been gone a long time ago. But when you see that kind of talent, you're, you're very, and as a general manager and a coach, Mike Vrabel, you, you try to deal with it. And what you try to do with the young man is to bring him along very slowly uh, but but the thing that bothers me is no one saw this coming because this wasn't an issue at the University of Georgia. Now, I can understand because you're not going to draft a guy, first of all, that high, knowing that he has some character flaws or some issues off the field. Let's just get that straight right now. And no one saw this. I didn't see it. OK, I, I basically, Davey, been researching all day to see if he's had any issues in the past with you know, any alcohol, any, uh, any off the field incidents, nothing, you know, and now that you get to the pinnacle of a, of a game of a job, you know, it's like you, you get to that top of the law field, you know, you, you're like that, that big time lawyer, you, you, you've made partner. And then all of a sudden you just go haywire. Like what happened? What is going on in that individual's head? And this is so deep. And the first thing that I would, if I could just talk to this young man, because I know what it's like to to go through some things and then to keep those things concealed. That's very dangerous. Now, if there's no transparency within yourself, then you're not going to get those issues resolved. 
And the NFL, uh, basically, now they have a mental in October uh, where guys dedicate, and you can see the cliques and stuff where it's called Mental Illness Month, you know, where they're dealing with issues. You know, I like what Brandon Marshall, if you watch a lot of his shows, was a great receiver, a long time for the Broncos, Bears, played for a lot of teams, but he's very open about his men- dealing with mental uh, mental health. And I love I love a quote that I heard. Uh, by uh, Aaron Jones one time, and he says that mental health is a part of our overall health, and we tend to neglect that. For what reason, I don't know. And I want to give you a name. And do you remember uh, Barrett Robbins? I can't say that I do, D. L- let me give the, the listeners uh, just a quick glimpse of who Barrett, Barrett Robbins, he's, a, he's about my age, he's 47 years old, and he was drafted for he was drafted by the Raiders back in 1995. Do you remember Super Bowl 37 between Tampa Bay uh, and Oakland back in 2003? I did. Where, okay, there was a big issue with the Raiders before the Super Bowl, the night before the game. And guess who? <laughs> what the issue was about? Their star offense alignment went missing. He went missing. The night before the game showed up at eight o'clock that night before the Super Bowl and didn't know where he just flipped out. What happened was Barrett had been dealing with all kinds of disorders, clinical depression, bipolar depression. I played against Barrett Robbins. The dude was a beast. He was a monster, Davey. I'm telling you, he was one of the best guards in the business. But now. All of that alcoholism, drugs, that stuff has taken a toll and it derailed his career. And, and as far as I know, Barrett Robbins spent a lot of time in jail, okay, in the prison system. I'm going to give you another name. And this this guy right here came out at the same time that uh, when I came in in 1997, he was the number two overall pick in the 97 draft. You know who that is? You know who that was? Excuse me. Ryan Leaf? No. Was he 98? Ron Leaf was 98, this 97, the number two overall pick in 1997. Daryl Russell, you remember that name? Out of the University of Southern California. Let me tell you something, Davey. This was a grown man. I'm telling you, six foot five, 325 pounds. You would think that, you know, big guy. No, let me tell you something, Davey. He was a monster. It was like someone just basically carve out the ultimate athlete. And I saw him at the combines and I had a chance to watch him in college. Let me tell you something, Davey. Daryl Russell could have been the best defensive lineman to play the game. Unfortunately, his life was cut short in 2005. He was in an accident, a high-speed chase. They don't know what happened. They don't know all of the details. But him along, he along with another one of his college teammates were tragically killed. And Daryl had been out of the league. They actually kicked him out in two well, kicked him out. He failed a series of drug tests. He was suspended multiple times. Basically, just they don't know what happened. He just um I mean, he just he just lost it. And he tragically died in 2005. You know, untapped talent. He could be a guy right now that should be going into the National Football Hall of Fame. He was that good, Davey. We see this over and over, and, and, and this is what I would try to convey to Mr. Wilson. I would say, young man, you need to look at these names. 
And you need to take a page out of a page or two from what these guys have gone through. You need to look and look at Adara Russell. Go look at his story. Okay. It's done. He's dead. He's deceased. Go look at Barry Robbins. Look at Ryan Leaf. The list goes on, on and on. You look at Darren Sharper, who's serving a 20 year uh, sentence uh, in prison. He should be going into the Hall of Fame. One of the best safeties to ever play the game, play for Green Bay and New Orleans. We see this all the time. It's, it's almost like it's a trend. And you would think sometimes when a guy, you know, he sees, you know, himself, like I'm going down the, the wrong road, that he would do something to correct that. Or, or do you have somebody in your life that, that will, that can tell you the truth, that can speak truth to you? Because this is a lot bigger than football. And when you have been basically your off the field antics is what we've been talking about. And you haven't played what four snaps. That's not good for you. It's almost like it's a cycle. It's a trend. And he has to be the one to stop it. And the way that you stop it is that you have to be transparent with yourself. And until Isaiah Wilson, until he, until he does that, then I'm afraid that he might be another statistic that we would read about 10 or 15 years from now. And that's what we don't. We, we tired of listening to stories like that, you know? I hear you. And it's, I mean, it's one of those things too, where you see a guy firsthand, like, I mean, you've witnessed numerous examples, Denard, of guys that have gone down this road. And so you see a young guy now that looks to be following a path that hopefully isn't as serious as, as what those guys have been through. But with their stories, if you look back, it, it, I mean, it always starts with something a little smaller and then yeah. just gradually builds. And so it's just exactly. like, you, you want to stop it before you, you hit a point that there's, there's no return from. Aaron Hernandez. That, that, you know, that was bad. Yeah. I don't want to, I, know, I, I don't, you yeah. would think that a young player would say, you know, he would look and say, you know what? It's time for a change. Mm-hmm. And this guy just continues you know, to do the same thing over and over again. Man, that's called, that's insanity, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Serious. D, we'll get back to this conversation here in just a second, but I would like to take a brief moment to talk about our newest sponsor, eBay. Whether rare, dead stock, or the latest release, find the exact shoe you are looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's Authenticity guarantee your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity, and it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 plus making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. D, when we get back to talking about Isaiah Wilson and what is next, I mean, he's he's in a situation where he's making it easier, I think, for the Titans to cut him. Uh, one of the things that I, I wanted to bring up was that even though his future right now is undetermined uh, Ian Rappaport put this out. He said that Tennessee paid him just 430000 of his projected 610000 base salary for 2020, thanks to a late-season suspension. 
He also finished the season on the non-football injury list, so there is a chance to where they could void his contract and be able to get away without having to pay everything on top of it being a big cap hit for the team, which, as we know, making sure you fit within a a certain number on that salary cap is, is huge. So I guess, like, is there any chance that Isaiah Wilson redeems himself here, Denard, or is it just it's time to... Yeah, he can redeem himself, but you know how he's going to redeem himself? It's very, he needs to hit rock bottom. And when you hit rock bottom in life, there's, you know, two ways you're going to go. You're either going to get back up or you're going to continue to just, or you're going to go ahead and end it. You know, Chris Carter, you know, is one of my favorite players. He's one of the greatest receivers to play the game. But years ago, Chris Carter said that the best thing that ever happened to him was getting released by uh, the Philadelphia Eagles when Buddy Ryan, uh, cut him because of his drug use. Now, Chris Carter was, boy, he was a big time receiver for the Eagles. But he said, you know what? He had to hit rock bottom in order to see the light. And, you know, I, I love when Chris Carter tells his story about that, you know, because he said he was basically, he was done with football. You know, there's not a lot of, there was a lot of, there was a lot of teams that, uh, they didn't want to take a chance on a guy that had issues, um, at that time with drugs. And sometimes, and I, and I love what John Robertson said this. Now, he came out in the Tennessee and he says, listen, he's going to have to make a determination. He's going to have to make a determination if he wants to do everything necessary to play pro football. And that's going to be on him, Robertson said. Robertson quote. He says, we have a certain standard that we want players to prepare and perform at professionally uh, and as people. A lot of work. Uh, to be done there. Okay, that was from uh, John Robertson quote to the Tennessean. Uh, he hasn't done anything yet, and I'm talking about uh, Isaiah Wilson. He hasn't he hasn't taken the he hasn't taken the necessary steps to show anybody right now that he's on the road to recovery first and foremost. Or he he hasn't even showed this organization that he's committed right now. So if I'm Tennessee right now, basically from this what a tweet I hate tweets. I'll cut ties with them. I'm sorry. I just think at some point you, you've, when you have given an individual all of the chances in the world to redeem themselves and they haven't done anything to atone for their mistakes or to take responsibility for their actions. Listen, this is a real job. Okay. This stands not for long. It is a business. You are getting paid. If you go to any other job out there, guess what will happen if you try this stunt? You won't be working there. You're gone, baby. you out of the door. So listen, go ahead if you're Tennessee. Get this off your hands, and maybe at some point there will be a light, you know, that will go off. Hopefully something would hit him, and, you know, he'll wake up. But until then, you know, he's 22 years old, so he has time. But unfortunately, when I read these names to you, like a Barrett Robinson or Daryl Russell, time ran out on one of them. And we see this, we've seen this over and over again. I mean, I think about Aaron Hernandez. I think about these stories. I think about the Darren Sharpers of the world. And I say to myself, listen, you know, and his former teammate, DeAndre Baker, you know, man, you know, first round draft pick in 2019 and just been his career so far. You know, again, he got picked up by Kansas City, but we've seen, you know, We've just witnessed all of this off the field, these little incidents. And at some point, 
you know, DeAndre, DeAndre Baker's learned when the Giants said, listen, you're out of here. You know, you're gone. We're not going to sit up and we're not going to play your games. Kansas City picked them up. And maybe that's what, you know, needs to happen to uh, Isaiah Wilson. Maybe they need to just go ahead and cut him and then some other yeah. team will say, hey, listen, maybe there's some talent. I don't know. Yeah, it's a situation if uh, people are kind of asking, like, well, maybe they could trade him. It's like no team's wanting to take on his contract if it's fully set up as it was, if if the Titans are not able to get out of it. But with his current issues, nobody's thinking, you know what, we'll trade, we'll take on his, his first-round deal. And, yeah, I mean, if you're the Titans, like, it's it would be extremely difficult, in my opinion, at least to find a suitor. So, it's... You either continue, I mean, I just, I find it hard to believe that they can continue down this road because there's nothing that lends its eye to think that things will get turned around whenever you're looking at this relationship between this player and this team. And I, I hate that we're having to talk about it, but I mean, it's it's kind of the number one thing going right now where you just had a really, D, when you look at, at it, I mean, John Robinson did not have a good draft this past year in 2020 and he can talk about how the player that they were looking at with Isaiah Wilson was not the same guy like the guy they evaluated back for the pre-draft stuff was not the same guy that showed up to camp which I mean I have to imagine because no GM's going to take on a guy like Isaiah Wilson that is having these types of problems in the first round and and think oh yeah we're going to be able to fix it because I mean he was kind of viewed as a a project player anyway even when we drafted him, like we weren't having the conversation of, yeah, he's a for sure day one starter. We were thinking, all right, you can have, maybe he can fight Dennis Kelly for that role, but he's probably going to be your third tackle on the depth chart. And if somebody goes down, then he can step up. And he would have had a great opportunity whenever Taylor Lewan went down with the ACL injury to to fill that void. But no, we're going with an undrafted free agent and Ty Sambrella there. So it's it's one of those things where he had opportunities but he was not mentally in a place, physically in a place to where he was able to take advantage of them. And the only person he's really, well, he's hurting a lot of Titans fans because I know they're upset with how he's handling. But, I mean, as we've alluded to several times in this show, he's hurting himself and he's he's just hurting, really, his ability to play in this league for a long time. Yeah, you know, listen, well, let me just say this. I'm going to uh, correct you. You know, I told you I love you like a brother, never wanted. But the way that you're going to be able to judge your draft picks is four years from now. And that's how they pan out over time. Because unfortunately, it may take a few years before guys get going, you know. And that's how you can't just say, well, we didn't have a good draft this year because we got one guy that he's just, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. I'm not a clinical psychiatrist. But Darrington Evans was banged up. Christian Fulton was banged up. So they got some guys right now that when they get healthy, they'll have a chance to prove themselves. So Tom will only tell, and that's when you're able to judge your draft picks by, you know, years to come. But let me but say that's this. That's fair, but in, in the moment. Well, in the mo- well, yeah, because you think, well, you think about this, is that it takes a guy usually a few years to get going. That's just the way it works. I mean, you look at Derek Mason, one of the, he was a, one of the most consistent receivers in the late 90s early 2000s but it took him about four years to get established in the league so sometimes it takes time it, it does yeah. i the, the yeah. thing i'll add in sorry do you, I, I mean no, right. i don't want to deviate for, off of what no, we no, no. for you know. for titans fans though they look at the draft class prior 
And they're like, wow, we saw dividends right away whenever you're looking at Jeffrey Simmons, A.J. Yeah. Brown, and Nate Davis. And so then you go from that class to what we've seen so far out of guys not being able to get on the field for whatever reason you want to say. Like, I mean, you talk about it all the time, D. Your, your health is your wealth. And so if you can't get out there, then it's not looking good. So, but, but, but continue, sir. Yeah, but let me just say this right now, and I don't want to continue to piggyback but I will say this about my man, Isaiah Wilson, is this is, you know what, the way that this league works, there's 31 other organizations and it's always one organization that always feel like, you know what, we can help turn his life around. Just like with Chris Carter, he gets, he got cut from Philly. The Minnesota Vikings said, you know what, we'll take a chance on him. And how did that pan out? <laughs> He's a go to, but again, Brandon Marshall, you know, another prime example, you know, had a lot of issues when he came into the league, but he ended up getting getting help, you know, and when he got help, turned into a very productive receiver in the National Football League. And Tonio Brown, we saw his little antics in Pittsburgh, you know, we was basically watching him self-destruct, you know, literally uh, with all of the allegations, you know, these charges, the, the driving recklessly, you know, just just acting out. But then all of a sudden he got himself together, got some help, openly admitted it that he went to counseling. And then congratulations, he won a Super Bowl, you know, you know, with TB12. But again, I mean, for me, it's all about it's all about the individual, you know, and, you know, October is Mental Health Awareness Month. I love that. To me. We all, Davey, you know, regardless if some of us think that we don't have anything wrong with us, we all have issues. That's life. You know, and I, I love what someone told me a long time ago. They said, you know, if you have the flu, what do you do? You go to the doctor and you get Schwab and see if you have the flu. I always do that. You know me, when I get sick, you know, man, that's the first thing I'm doing, Davey. I'm going up to see my doctor, see what's going on. And, you know, one of the questions someone asked me is, Denar, why is it? That when we feel like there's when there's something wrong that's going on in our minds, we have a tendency to not say anything. And it, it made me really think about my own self because I've dealt with this. I've dealt with issues before. And that's what gets us in trouble is that we have a tendency to isolate ourselves. And that's the wrong thing to do. And what we do when we have issues is we end up masking um, those issues. and We find things to do like alcohol, acting out. And the one thing that I would love to see, because this is so much bigger than football right now, I think what you do if you're Tennessee, you go ahead and you cut your ties with the young man, move on, because you got a really good offensive line right now. There's continuity. You're going to get Taylor back uh, next year, so you, you're going to be even stronger. So right now, let him go and, and try to figure out what he, he needs to do to get his life better. But if 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 there's any of our listeners right now, and a lot of young athletes. We saw what happened this uh, what was it, this past week with Cam Newton, a little situation with a 17 year old, you know. And and but he, you had some adults that got in his, you know. I think somebody told him, "Listen, you were wrong," and go back and apologize, Davey. That when the way that you deal with issues is to have the right people to help you deal with them along the way. You know, we need we all need help. This is a young man right now that needs some help in his life. Okay. And it, this this is so much bigger than money. It's so much bigger than a game right now. He's got something going on inside of him, and until someone can reach him, we're gonna uh, we're gonna constantly keep seeing these kinds of incidents with the law 
you know, with the situation, what was that at TSU, uh, where yeah. it was married, you know, he was thinking about jumping and with, you know, and then at the DUI in September, you know, those are what we call underlying layers. And until he deals with that, you know, again, read the names, Barry Robbins, you know, Daryl, I mean, you know, is Daryl Russell. And I'm giving you these names for Aaron Hernandez is this is what happens. This is a, this is what happens when you don't deal with issues. Unfortunately, the last thing is death. And we have seen this far too many times in the National Football League sports period. You know, you, you wonder why these athletes are going out there and they're hurting themselves or these actors. They got all this money, this fame, and yet there's something going on. So until uh, he gets his life together, I just I feel like, you know, he's no asset to anybody. Yeah, football secondary at that point. Exactly. Now, Denard, I thought everything you just said was was well put together and and I have a feeling we're going to get an answer here sooner rather than later and it's it's one of those things I don't know how long you can drag it out he doesn't want to be here and from the comments that I've seen from John Robinson and Mike Brable granted those comments all came before this most recent incident of the tweet but it's just you got a relationship that doesn't look salvageable we will see what happens I know we're up against it but Denard is always buddy I appreciate you doing the show with me. I love coming and talking with you every week. And I know we got to go, but I'm looking forward to hopefully talking about some, some better things ahead as we start to turn our attention to guys that the Titans are going to go after in free agency. What will happen? What will the Titans do now that teams are able to start looking about what they're going to do with their franchise tag? There's a lot of things to get into, but we'll be here to help break it all down you have been listening to Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. For Denard Walker, I'm Davey Hudson, and as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.